0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of the tutor's take by the paper true studio. My name is Tanvi, and I'm your host for this episode. I'm excited to be joined by Maria Zane today from British English with Maria. She is a bilingual professional teacher of English as a foreign language, born in Siberia, raised in London. She's been teaching for over six years and is passionate about her students' learning. She comes from an accounting background and is a keen linguist, speaking and improving her French, Spanish, and Italian languages. In her spare time, she loves international cinema, to work in nature, dancing, yoga, and painting whenever she feels inspired. She is funny, intelligent, and has interesting stories to tell. In this episode, we talked about Maria's experience of teaching her very first English class. We discussed about challenges her Russian students face when they're learning English. And towards the end, she gives really cool app recommendations to help you practice the English language in a fun way. Without further ado, let's dive right into the episode. I am so
1: excited to have Maria with me today, who is from British English with Maria. So, Maria, would you like to give us a little introduction about yourself? So who you are and what you do?
2: So thank you, Tambi, for reaching out to me to do this uh, interview. I'm currently a professional online, mainly a teacher of English as a foreign language. Um, I teach private students uh, online for different purposes, uh, for for business uh, situations, for interviews, just to develop confidence of speaking, uh, exams, different reasons and different ages as well and from different countries. Uh, Would you like me to tell me a a little bit about my background or is that? Yes, definitely. I would love to know. Sure. So I'm, uh, you can probably, those of you who have very good ears can hear I'm not, uh, I don't have a perfectly British uh, accent. I have British pronunciation. The reason for that is because I was born originally in Russia, Siberia. As of sort of uh, late childhood, I moved to the UK, to London where I grew up Uh, so that's probably why I I will always have a bit of a twang in my accent but that's to say it's okay guys you can be fluent speak perfectly and you don't need a perfect accent or whatever the perfect accent is as people say. Um, In terms of my teaching background I kind of started teaching as an experiment and that probably sounds really bad because it sounds like you know I think there is a tendency for a lot of people to think teaching is an easy job and I'll teach. I don't know what to do. I'll just teach English, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was an element of that for me um, as I'm from a finance background. But then I decided to change my jobs, uh, to change my life. And I tried teaching uh, English in Russia as I went back to my hometown in Siberia. But it turned out that I'm actually a good teacher. I'm a passionate teacher. Uh, It seemed that my students enjoyed my lessons. They were learning, progressing. And, you know, I've been teaching for the last nearly six years now. It's been uh, a love story, (laughs) mostly, mostly a love story. So, and I continue teaching to this day.
1: Yeah. Wow. So you are definitely a good teacher I mean, there's no doubt about it you know i can say that because i've been through your instagram profile and i totally love the content that you're creating there so yeah i mean and also you said that you you know you've, be, you've been from russia and still you uh, took up teaching english so which is another great thing to do and thank you, you. Know, yeah and i guess speaking english is one thing and then when you teach you have to you know learn those grammar rules and all of that so i guess Absolutely. that is one aspect and then one aspect that you know no one notices so
2: i think some people know it some people don't some people think just studying with a native is enough to learn english mm-hmm. and it's true to an extent because you learn the colloquial expressions uh, the way manner of speaking however if you want to understand grammar if you want to understand the lexis why if you want to maybe draw the parallels uh, parallels sorry between your own language and English uh, a professional teacher can help you do that for sure so I get asked question uh sometimes if I teach Russian because I'm a Mm -hmm. native speaker of Russian too and I say of course I don't Mm -hmm. because you, you know it's a very firstly it's a very complex grammar very complex language I think and to teach it you need the the, the the knowledge the skills the ability to explain the rules uh, uh you know to focus on the difficult sounds to know common mistakes and that mm-hmm. comes from training and experience mm-hmm. so absolutely you're right yeah it takes more than just knowing the language fluently to be able to teach it for sure
1: yeah 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 i completely agree with that and it turns out that you are a linguist you know russian and english and um, I guess from a previous, previous question, I remember that you're also learning French and Spanish.
2: Very good. Yes, yes. I forgot my Italian, I, although recently I've been watching Italian films as well. But yes, oh, wow. I love this. Uh, Roman languages, Latin languages. Um, I, I tried to learn German, but that didn't go very well for me. Uh, and I think it's the main part is motivation. So I think I guess when it comes to learning English, You know, the first question you ask is, What is your motivation? And sometimes people think they need English for one thing, but as time progresses, they realize they need it for something else, you know, or they need more than just that goal. So they want to pass an exam and they think that's it, but then they realize they want to keep learning, they want to keep exploring, you know. But I think, yeah, motivation is a huge uh, part of making sure we continue uh, with language learning. Because it's, I I think languages are very, on one hand, uh, they're very exciting and fascinating and interesting foreign languages. On the other hand, they are super complex and difficult, I think.
0: Um,
2: And I know some people say English is an easy language. I don't know, do you agree with that? Do you think English is an easy language,
1: Chanvi? What's Um, your? No, I, I don't agree with that because I guess uh, whenever you go on to learn a language, uh, you really have to, you know, have that motivation and have that passion to learn that language. And if you don't have that, you shouldn't force yourself to do it in the first place.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I guess uh, learning any language requires efforts. And nothing is easy, but with practice, it can be.
2: Exactly. If it comes easy, it's not really learning. Yeah, that's beautifully yeah. put. I agree. And I think, but to be honest, sometimes people learn things for the wrong reasons. Do you think that's bad? I mean, I, I personally think that you could do the right things for the wrong reasons, and sometimes it's it's not too bad. So people force themselves to learn English because they think they need it for work, for life. It's yeah. important. Um, They're not really interested, but they push themselves. I mean, that's not too bad either. But I always try to ignite the passion in my students to share them language is beyond just passing an exam or or getting a good job you know you can really enjoy speaking the language and 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 listening and practicing it you know your world becomes bigger richer more interesting as a result of learning another language so i always try to push my students to to see even if they have this specific goal that oh i don't really want to but i have to no but you can also find pleasure in in learning and you know expanding your knowledge Um, for sure I don't
1: know (laughs) so those were like really good points that you you've mentioned you know so when someone starts with a with a goal of let's say getting a job or you know passing an exam but I'm assuming that you you are able to cultivate that you know love to learn that language in them and that is something so good you know eventually that happens during that journey of learning the language.
2: Doesn't always happen with all the students, you know. I think you can only ignite the fire if it's there,
1: yeah. you know.
2: You can't, you can't, or maybe you can plant a seed, maybe not today, but maybe mm. in, uh, say, a few years, it will flourish uh, into a plant, so to speak, an uh, abstract plant, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, um. yeah, so okay.
1: w- wouldn't it be amazing, like, you know when your students come to you and let's say that, you know, passed that exam and got that job and they still learn it for the love of language that you have cultivated in them.
2: Mm, mm. Uh, I, I think, as I said, yeah, it, it is beautiful, but I think it can't happen. You know, the, the, the saying, this old saying when the student is ready, the master or the teacher appears. And I think it's so true that students sometimes are just not ready for what you want to give them or have okay. to give them. Uh, and that's perfectly fine, you know, uh, mm-hmm. things come in their own time. I uh, can never force someone to love doing something. You can kind of push them gently or inspire yeah. them, but you force them, you know,
1: yeah, um, yeah, to do it. That's that's true with learning. So uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, how was your for your experience of, you know, teaching your very first English class?
2: Yeah, i try and think back. That was terrifying. It was a group lesson, actually. Okay. And I, I literally, I joined an English school in my hometown, and they said, okay. okay, here are the books. You have a class in two days. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> so no training, no explanation, nothing at all. So I read through all the teacher's book, um, you know, the introduction. I thought about how to explain things. It was a very nervous experience for me, but then I realized that, you know, you just people want to learn and you have to present information in the best mm-hmm. way possible. Maybe I wasn't explaining things the way, you know, uh, someone who had the professional teaching background would, mm-hmm. but um. I had the enthusiasm and I wanted to help and I think that's when I started investigating the grammar rules, how to explain things, how it makes sense, you know, thinking about things. But yeah, it was, it was quite uh, terrifying and stressful. I remember my very first, uh, my very first classes for sure. And I think I got nervous for a long time. Um okay. Since then, you know, even now when I get a new student, I feel a little bit nervous. Not because of my ability to teach, but because I think teaching is more just than just knowledge. It's that human connection that that you know. So we say, I, I'm not, you know, thank you very much for saying I'm a good teacher, but I'm not a good teacher for everyone. Mm-hmm. uh you know uh because of my personality because of my background because just the energy just doesn't mesh you just don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable someone just doesn't feel comfortable with me and that's absolutely fine so I always feel a little bit nervous are we going to hit it off are we not before the lesson for the first time but, yeah, that nervousness, it first it was nervousness about my knowledge and about my ability to explain things, to teach. Am I teaching the right things? Am I teaching in the best way, in the right way, you know? Is it clear uh, or not? So I had a lot of nervousness about that, for sure, uh, at the start. But over time, when I saw the results, I realized I am doing something right. I must be doing something right if, if I'm seeing the results, um, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, wow, that's that's nice I mean from the very first class you you took some certain takeaways you worked on your grammar and here you are teaching it in the best way possible according to you if I'm not wrong
2: I try I think there are always I always trying to expo- ex- explore new ways and I always say to my students if you explore some logic or if you find a, a, a an interesting way to memorize something you know mm. share it with me with the world because I think it's Um, Knowledge and learning, it never stops. I can never say, that's it, I'm perfect at teaching. No, no way. There's always something more. I always get some question from a student, some sort of angle I've never even thought about. For example, I had um, a student ask me, what's the difference between using past continuous and present perfect continuous? I was doing and I have been doing. And I thought, why is she asking me this? And then I realized it's they are both about process, action. But, you know, the kind of one is more about recent and other one is just past uh, events. So I, I, I had to really think about that. I said, hold on, I'm confused. So as I was explaining things, I figured it out myself why she, made, she drew, you know, why she made that connection between the two yeah. and why someone might get confused between these two sentences. But I've never thought about it before and I've never seen it in any of the books. You know, usually they put past, simple, present, perfect together or past, simple, past, continuous together these two tenses have never been put together so i thought Mm -hmm. fantastic you know i I love these kinds of questions that challenge and make you um, think about grammar in a different way Uh, so yeah there's never never i think a level of perfection that you can reach you can always learn and explore more and find better ways and easier ways to explain Mm -hmm. to your students yeah -hmm.
1: yes so sometimes it is your students that make you a better teacher
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I always say thank you. They always say thank you for the lesson. I say thank you. For, thank you for the lesson, because, you know, there it's also not just their questions. It's uh, sometimes, you know, just their passion, just the, the hard work they put in. You know, you go, wow. And and, and yes, you know, one of my students recently, I said, wow, you, you've, you've done so well today. All the past 10 years, you were telling a story in such a good way not a single mistake i heard as well you it sounded very confident and natural as well the other thing about grammar is it sounded natural when you're using it not forcing it and she says, yeah, it's because you are a good teacher. I was, <laughs> wow, <laughs> and I was shocked, um, pleasantly surprised. It's, you know, music to my ears to hear things like that. But I think, you know, I said to her, yeah, but you, you put in the hard work. You make me feel like a good teacher because of your efforts as well. So it's a very mutual process, absolutely. You know, a good teacher can help their students, but a good student can also help their teacher. It's, it's, it's a two-way street. And honestly, it really doesn't work with students Sort of come and just sit and go. Okay, teach me. Yeah,
1: you yeah, know, like I, very I passive approach. Yeah, mm. I agree with that. So, since we are speaking about students, so uh, I wanted to ask you, um, like, what are the challenges that, uh, especially the Russian students face when they are learning English for the first time?
2: Right, you mean from beginning, from the very beginning?
1: Yeah. I don't
2: really teach beginners. So I start more elementary level, uh, but I think I think there are different challenges. There are very few students that come with complete zero level. To be honest, everyone has some level from school from somewhere. Oh, yeah. hmm. I think um, there are different challenges. I think the pronunciation is a hard one, but I think the most the biggest one is fear. Okay fear to to speak and to practice. And often students feel they need to get a certain level before they open their mouth. To an extent it's true, but I think even elementary level, I say use simple phrases, okay? And that's actually, so yeah, that's another challenge. So obviously because usually I get very intelligent uh, students, they try to speak English, they try to translate from the native language into English. Okay, and then try to use complex words and complex structures, because that's how they speak in the native language, you know, as I said, they're intelligent people. Uh, And it's it's always like, no, simplify, dumb it down, you know, it sounds very bad, dumb it down, but speak like a child, simple, 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 build a simple phrase, Mm. thinking in English. It's, it's a huge challenge with some students. With some students, it's been great. They, they don't resist and they, they, you know, it's that acceptance that you kind of start speaking like a child in a language. Mm. You're not that intelligent being that you are in your native language. You kind of, your IQ drops quite a few points in a way. And I think okay. to accept that, the, for your ego to accept that, to say, okay, I'm a bit of an idiot now, but I'm going to grow and learn so not to try to force my native language and to try to sound intelligent you know but learn to build simple phrases simple questions uh simple lexis from the start you know i think that that's that that's definitely a challenge yeah with the beginner or more elementary level students
1: okay okay so it's like students they they are just so much excited to learn the language that they end up experimenting with it and yeah, and I agree with you, you know, to learn, if you have to learn a language, learn it like a child does it, because uh, the child is not afraid to make that mistake, you know, so even if there is yeah. certain pronunciation going wrong, he's not really worried about it, he would, you know, repeat it and, you know, over time, just uh, get good with it. So Yeah.
2: Just accept it, go with it. Yeah, you know, so many students I've had—they're very intelligent, very uh, good jobs—and they go, "Oh, I—I I sound like an idiot in English. Oh my god, I must sound so dumb." I'm like, no, you should applaud yourself for pushing yourself and trying and stepping out of your comfort zone. I think that's amazing. Or people say, "Oh, I'm too old to learn a language." And I think it's uh, to an extent our brains work differently as we get older, of course, maybe information retention is different. But we can learn more with associations, with logic, I think, as we get older. And I think that excuse is basically to say, I'm, you know, I'm I'm an important person. I've reached a lot in my life. I'm not I'm not willing to sound like an idiot in a foreign language. So I think it takes a level of humbleness accept that as you said to sound a bit like a child yeah and in terms of a very interesting point you mentioned experimenting with the language which i never kind of i never stopped that i always say try to put a sentence together even if it's wrong uh sometimes with mistakes and often with mistakes you learn something new you discover something new so I think okay. at the start of course put try to um, speak correctly with more basic phrases but as okay. time goes on as you um, increase your level
0: okay. do
2: not be afraid to kind of push yourself into the unknown territory and make mistakes and experiment because those experimentations are when you really learn Hmm. So I think you mentioned a very important point, and I think it is important as well,
1: yeah.
2: uh, essential in in language learning to to not be afraid to experiment a little bit.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay, so you've mentioned that you know you have you already know Russian, you learned uh, English since you have you had to move to UK, and then you you also trying to learn Italian, German, Spanish, and French. So I just wanted to know. Uh, so i just wanted to know uh, how has learning a language benefited you or you can or right. uh, i can say or uh, you know to put it in this way how has learning a language uh, i mean what impact learning a language has has had on your life
2: Good question. I think for some time at the beginning, I think it was just the pleasure of learning. I, I enjoyed the ability to explore, to 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 just learn new things, to ability to communicate in a foreign language. Um, learning Italian has made for some fantastic holiday experiences. Okay, uh, I met some very nice Italian people who loved and appreciated that I spoke Italian. So I think in terms of human connection and, you know, people like English, people think, okay, we'll go on holiday. Everyone speaks English in Italy, in many places. Not the case. And I wouldn't have been able to interact with the locals and meet so many people uh, as I did if I didn't speak Italian. So I think that really enriched my experience Uh, in terms of, for example, French, uh, French language. Mm, watching some films uh, in the original language, you know, I think is, is, is a beauty. And I always say to students who watch uh, American or British uh, series in their native language, I go, you have no idea what you're missing. Uh, by hearing the original actor's voice, the intonation, um, you know, hearing the original language, it's, it's not, no comparison at all Uh, to watching, you know, the dubbed version of things. Uh, So I think that's certainly been enriching as well. And in terms of the job, I think when I used to work in finance, it didn't really help me at all because they, you know, I was an accountant and it wasn't necessary to speak languages at all but more recently as i started teaching speaking french spanish italian has really helped me to connect with my students who are from these countries to understand why they're making certain mistakes to recognize the false friends you know so that's really helpful as well and i think the maybe more hidden benefit is um just expanding your mind you know uh, logic They say Alzheimer's will not hurt your brain. If you keep on learning languages, you can keep that problem away from you because of how many neurons are connecting in your brain when you're learning a language. That's why it's so hard. It is hard. But, uh, you know, that's another uh, advantage of it. And I think the connection to cultures uh just just exp- exp- expanding your world you know you know language is more than just a, a, a bunch of words it's a new culture it's a new world for example in spanish uh the housewife i don't know if you speak a little spanish or,
1: or not no? i i do <laughs> speak a little bit of
2: spanish oh fantastic okay so uh you know housewife is ama de casa okay mm. which means the soul of the house and I think that's so beautiful that they see the, the the woman who looks after the house as the soul of the house and that tells me something about the culture you know so this little things so very very beautiful uh as well they they really open up your world you know they make it richer wider more interesting more exciting you know I think learning and knowledge is is just makes life so much more interesting for sure Yeah, so I don't know, I've listed quite a lot of benefits there. I don't know if I missed something that you think.
1: No, no, no. I mean, (laughs) those were just some really fantastic points that you've listed down. I mean, you know, uh, you wouldn't have gotten close to that culture or, you know, to that particular uh, country that you went to uh, had you not known the language. And, you know, it's good mm-hmm. to have the perspective of those people there, you know, who Absolutely. might not know English, and but they they convey their ideas and thoughts in their own language. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, if you, if you want to speak to a man's heart, speak in his native language, right? Yeah. Uh, not I, to his brain.
1: That... Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, especially your point about, you know, it, it enhances the brain. So yes, I guess it's a proven point that the more languages you learn, your brain works in a better manner. And exactly. So-
2: exactly even if you don't use them directly all the time you still yeah. you really make your brain work better become yeah. more intelligent and you know that could be a great attraction for many for learning a language for sure and mm-hmm. I think just one thing I remembered uh, my Italian friends that we studied French with okay. uh, sounds strange in the UK <laughs> that sounds really weird okay <laughs> um I remember I spoke Italian to him English as well I was on the phone talking Russian to my mom and we were speaking French together of course in class he said oh my god you and I didn't realize it but he said you sound like a different you look and sound like a completely different person when you speak each language like you are different people like you're four different people You know. so uh not to you know not to encourage the split personality disorder but I think <laughs> Uh, you become more interesting as a person as well because you can kind of sound and connect to different languages and different ways of thinking and it was amazing that he I was so grateful that he gave me that feedback because it's very hard to realize it yourself but when someone else tells you and says that I think it's like wow so I'm 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 like I'm not one Maria I'm like four Marias wow that's
1: just so amazing to you know listen to what your friend said and, uh, do you feel
2: the same, Tommy, when you speak your, uh, I don't know what your native Indian language is and, and English, English, of course, is your native language, but I mean, what's the, uh, do you feel like a different person a little bit when you speak in one or the other?
1: Yes, I mean, yes, sometimes, you know, people around are like, oh my God, you you speak so many languages, but then I'm like, okay, those are like regional languages and I just know English and one other foreign, foreign language, so... I guess, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, it happens that you don't appreciate yourself enough. But there is, something, there is something that you shouldn't do. And, you know, be, be grateful for that, like for your own ability that you were able to learn so many languages. And... Yeah, that experience so, is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to be having this, conversation with a linguist like you i mean i would i mean if we meet someday i would like to have an autograph by you
2: (laughs) <laughs> no, there are people who speak many more languages. I <laughs> admire them, but see, that's that's the thing. I take it for granted. My own experience, like what you yeah. just said, I don't yeah. really value it. I think, oh my God, I need to improve my French more, my Spanish mm. more. I really need to get there and you know get the German off the ground for 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 once uh, and finally. Mm. Uh, but you're right. It's like we don't appreciate what other people have, uh, what we have. Sorry, whereas others see the value in that. So thank you <laughs> for your yeah. lovely feedback
1: yeah so, <laughs> so nice to hear yeah i'm glad you like that and so it's like it's general human tendency you know to uh, to what you call um, i'm so sorry i just lost my to train of thought. To, to, to devalue no no that's fine yeah. <laughs> everyone
2: will get stuck for words sometimes devalue yeah. probably devalue yeah. your uh, abilities yeah. or so skills experience maybe
1: yes yes yeah I agree with that.
2: And that happens with students as well. Sometimes they go, oh my yeah. God, I'm so stupid. I'm not making any progress. I'm like, so, you know, you mm. keep hustling and hustling mm. and hustling. One day you just suddenly yeah. you, you make a, a leap uh in terms of your, your knowledge, you know. Yeah. Uh never put yourself down. Never, oh, I've been studying for so long and I still don't understand. And it's language learning is not a linear thing. You shouldn't beat yourself up uh mm. for you know whatever little. You know, baby steps are already steps. Just because Mm. you are uh, moving in the right direction, you should already applaud yourself. And the more you encourage yourself, the more you will motivate yourself to do more. If you keep on feeling down about lack of Mm. progress, you will just give up very easily, I think. Mm. And I'm just remembering, my my head is full of memes and pictures. (laughs) It's it's a very strange brain. But they said, if uh, run in a direction you want to go into. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. If you can't crawl, then just lie, lie down in, 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 in the direction that you want to go into. <laughs> At least lie, lie, lie in that direction, you know, uh-huh. it's already Oh, smart.
1: Wow. oh that's something <laughs> so awesome that you came up with. And yeah, one thing uh, I wanted to mention is that what we generally do is we, we compare ourselves with others. And I guess that is the biggest mistake we do. And instead, what we should do is, you know, compare us with our previous self, and and then evaluate how how far we have come, and that is something you know that motivates you to keep on going.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Easier said than done. There, beautifully yeah. said. Completely agree with it. Probably a complete failure uh, uh, in that uh, in practice. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's one, one of those things that's so much easier to talk about. So, yeah, that's the way to do it. But in practice, it's like we're always fighting inner demons, you know. And I think language learning brings out all the demons possible, you know, yeah. laziness, you know, comparing yourself to others, making excuses, uh, beating yourself up. All the demons that you have will come out when you are learning the language. And I think that's probably another reason why people give up um you know um so I think you have to confront uh those yeah. demons and you know conquer them or make yeah. friends with them you know whatever whatever it is you know you have to kind of deal with it so um yeah. language learning is more than just I always say more than just memorizing or studying it's yeah. it's it's battling yourself with your own uh, insecurities or weaknesses okay. so that's another challenge I think um that yeah. takes place
1: yeah so we can say that, you know, learning language. So when you're learning a language, it also teaches you, you know, in a way to lead a life. As you, as you talked about, you know, battling with your own self and, uh, you know, getting up from the, from the bed and giving up that laziness and all the things that you mentioned. So, yeah, developing
2: willpower, pushing uh, yourself, you know. Yeah. It's not easy, but you have to find a reason to do it, you know, the motivation. If you have the motivation, that will keep you going for sure. But I think willpower is helpful too. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's another that's that's another thing about a teacher that I find um, students, for example, they take a break from me and they say, Oh, we'll keep studying and come back to us. I haven't done anything Maria, I'll be honest. You know, I need you uh-huh. to kind of cheerleader and push and support. <laughs> me you know so i think that's another invaluable thing that teachers can do is guide you and kind of make you feel not embarrassed but want to learn and progress so there's there's value in that of getting a professional teacher for sure um yeah Yeah. someone who's your coach and motivator and supporter so to speak
1: yeah i mean sometimes as teachers you have to play so many different roles
2: that's a good point (laughs) very very good point yeah for sure
1: for sure. Mm. So since you are talking about teaching, so uh, with the onset of the pandemic, you know, the teaching has gone online. And there have been no offline classes happening. So like what, according to you, are the pros and cons of online and offline teaching? And what do mm. you prefer? Um, I think the... In terms of learning,
2: there is no difference. In terms of human interaction, uh, there's a little bit of difference. I'm an introvert, so for me, it works perfectly. Hiding behind my computer screen. (laughs) No, I I did love the interaction with face-to-face as well, but I think in terms of learning, and I've had students who were physically close to me, and then they chose studying over Skype to come in and see me face-to-face. Mm -hmm. you know there's a huge convenience of uh being in the comfort of your home you know not having to clean up you know not having to make extra effort to look extra nice Mm -hmm. um all these things and I think these days with technology and Teachers need to know how to take advantage of technology. I've taken a French lesson with someone who had no idea how to use technology and it was frustrating as hell. Sorry. No. Um, you know, because I, I think you must, it's a teacher's responsibility. If you teach online, Get familiar with the tools, make sure you use all the relevant tools in in, in the best way possible to not hinder that experience. But I think if the teacher is taking advantage of them, it's not uh, it it doesn't make a difference in terms of learning, I think at all. Um, There are people who still resist learning online because they feel the physical presence just helps them focus and learn better, not get distracted. I think it's a matter of personal preference and I've had students also who never, who have never, who had never taken the online lessons before, but once they did, they loved it. They said, Oh my God, it's so convenient. There's no difference. I'm still learning. You know, I'm like, what did you think you'll be sitting in front of a computer and doing nothing? No, <laughs> of course not. So I think, I think there's still value in terms of physical presence as well, especially with group mm-hmm. lessons. Uh, but I think, I think it also depends on the person. Some people love that physical context, some people prefer that screen separation, but still getting the same knowledge and the same explanation and the same value for money, you know, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, you know. So while I was learning Spanish, so I had to, you know, my commute time used to be one hour and then there used to be one hour of teaching. So when it came online, the commute time reduced to zero and you know if if you have a penny or two saved then it it doesn't really hurt right so you know Fair. online teaching has really helped in a way yes i mean yeah. i i, yeah, I do it's... i do miss conversing with my uh, you know with my uh, fellow classmates but i guess that's that's okay i mean we can do it on on the Online class as well, but yes, even yeah. if if given a chance, even I would go for an online class.
2: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough.
1: Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I just wanted to like uh, just few questions. I just wanted to ask you, and one of oh. them is, uh, have you had any embarrassing language errors? At-
2: I think uh, yeah and I think uh, I, 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 I always try to think why are you asking that question you know I, I try to read between the lines um, that it's okay guys if you have you know I don't know who will be watching this I guess by English learners and teachers but I think it's okay to have an embarrassing moment and if you haven't had an embarrassing moment you haven't really practiced the language you haven't really pushed yourself Okay, yeah. so you must have, yeah, you have, put it on your bucket list. You must have an embarrassing moment for speaking a foreign language, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, what happened to me, I think, it, it wasn't, like, making mistakes never made me feel embarrassed. But once, uh, when I was, uh, I already spoke Italian, I came to Italy. And uh, that year I started learning Spanish and I went to Spain a few times earlier that year okay and suddenly I, I was asking someone for directions and oh. I don't know what happened I, I felt like I was possessed but instead of Italian I had Spanish coming out of my mouth and my eyes were wide <laughs> and I'm like what, what, what? I was trying to hear what was coming out of him like that what, what, what is going on like I couldn't control myself you know and later I was like what, what went on in my brain it was amazing <laughs> the switch you know Uh, and the guy still responded to me because italian and spanish are quite similar so he still made sense of what i was asking he was very nice and kind to still make an effort with me but that was quite embarrassing i was embarrassed in front of myself i'm like what the hell i can't control what's coming out of my mouth you know (laughs) that was really weird so so yeah turns
1: out it was more funny than embarrassing Exactly, and I think yeah, you can
2: you can you can you can have fun uh, with it, you know, especially in this sort of social situations. I think it can be a little embarrassing, maybe sometimes in the workplace or something. But don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. I think that's another important part. If you take yourself too seriously, learning the language is not for you, Mm, because you can't take yourself too seriously. You need to be. Uh, okay with making mistakes or looking mm. silly sometimes or having an embarrassing yeah. moment and just laughing about it and, and and you know make it turn into memorable fun moments you know yeah. um, why not yeah
1: yeah and uh, and I guess you remember that incident only because it was embarrassing so it, it turns out like it was a funny memory for you
2: Exactly. It's a fun memory. It's a good memory, you know, and it's yeah. something I learned about the language. That when, when you learn languages that very that are very similar, you might think that it helps, but actually, it's super confusing. So another time, I was talking about gamba. My gamba uh, in Italian gamba means leg, in yeah. Spanish gamba means uh, prone. Yeah. So I was showing, looking at my legs and saying, I don't know why I was talking about my legs, but I was talking about my, my gambas to a Spanish person. And he was like, why are you talking about prawn? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, Italian. you know. So yeah, when you learn similar languages, it can actually be more confusing than helpful, okay. for sure. So be careful, be careful doing that. Uh, learning yeah. two similar languages at the same time. Mm, not sure yeah. if it's a good idea. From my
1: experience,
2: it wasn't a good idea. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay. So I guess that's a good, good point for our listeners to know that, you know, learning two languages that are a bit similar is is not a good idea, as you suggested
2: it depends on the level if you're already yeah. fluent in one or if you have a very advanced mm. level in one you might be okay uh, going to another but if you have a sort of intermediate or upper intermediate level like I had mm. I think it can be super confusing sometimes you have to you have no choice you must learn Spanish and Italian for example at the same mm. time yeah. um, you know that's that but I think specifically choosing to learn two languages uh, at the same time because they're similar can lead to confusion you know the subjunctive. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what the subjunctive yeah. is, but uh, it's it's this abstract tense yeah. um, of imagination, of desire, of hope, yeah. uh, these kinds of things. Um, and the rules are different in Spanish, yeah. French and Italian. They all have subjunctive, but the oh. rules are different for all of them, right? Yeah. So that uh, can make your head <laughs> oh. explode trying to, to which one is which you know it yeah. can be really uh, frustrating as well
1: yeah okay. rather than helpful oh i thought uh kunti was only exist only exist in spanish but it was an information for me that you told me that it exists in french and other languages allez, well. okay oh wow. yeah that was nice to know there
2: you go <laughs> it's uh-huh. something
1: new <laughs> Okay. So last but not the least, um, so what are some uh, book, movie apps or music recommendations do you have for our listeners so that they can improve their English language?
2: I, sorry, in short, I do not. The reason why is because I think um, in terms of films, I always say, watch what you like. Watch what you've seen before in your native language. Okay. Again, depends on your level. Series okay. the same thing. Okay. In terms of apps, I think apps don't, for example, Duolingo is a very popular language learning app. Mm, yes. I used it. it. I felt it helped to some extent, but I think these sort of learning apps gives you, sorry, I'll probably be bitten down with sticks with this app creators, but um, I think they give you a full sense of learning.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah they're like
2: you progress you take step by step you repeat 10 times and suddenly you become intermediate level i mean seriously yeah. is yeah. that is that language learning it's not mm. and it makes it structurizes it so much i mean it, it, it's maybe helpful for beginner level elementary level to just mm. sort of get the structure for language but you have to get out of those apps and stop, you know, wasting time. I think it's a waste of time from this sort of pre-intermediate, intermediate level. You have to expand uh, beyond them and they will just give you a full sense of learning. Like, oh, yeah, I've progressed to this level. Mm-hmm. Have you really? I mean, can you read? Can you speak? Can you listen? Can you come? know that's the real test of the language not the app um yeah yeah, I know people use Quizlet and I recommend Anki as well for vocabulary learning um I I haven't looked too much into Quizlet but Anki's principle is um I don't know if you know app Anki a-m-k-i
1: no I haven't heard of it
2: It's free. The good news is free for Windows and for uh, Android users. It's paid for Apple users. Discrimination, I know, but <laughs> it happens. Um, <laughs> I think if you can afford an Apple product, you can buy Anki as well. <laughs> Maybe that's the logic. Um, so it works on spaced repetition. Okay. So you, in, in, you, you, you it, it's completely, you control the content. Okay. So you, you can add pictures, you can add audios. So it's like flashcards, electronic flashcards. Okay. Um, what's the difference from writing on paper and doing flashcards? Of course, you can add picture and audio. And the other thing is, you have spaced repetition. So first, you repeat every day. Then you repeat every week. Then every month. The app doesn't decide that for you. You have a voting system. If it's good, easy, good, uh, difficult, or very hard, something like that. So if you say it's very hard, you will hear you will you will you will hear it every day. Yeah? If you suddenly remember it, it's easy. Uh, there will be more and more and more gap in terms of how often the app will remind you of this flashcards, right? So I think it's amazing because, you know, that's how our brain works. Some things Mm -hmm. we remember the first time, some things we need to repeat twice, some things we need Mm to repeat repeat 10 times, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's better about it. If you do a word list in book, it's good, but you have to go through every word, no matter uh, if it's easy. It doesn't matter if it's easy or hard. So I think... Uh, that app allows you to do that and you can do it on the go. You can create the flashcards in your computer, sync them to your mobile and wherever you are, you have five minutes revise the words okay. Uh, so I, I do recommend that app for sure. I think it's very very helpful but you have to use it correctly. You have to create the correct the best flashcards. So for example, if you have the word explosion, You might want to write the word explosion in your native language, or you might get a picture from the internet that shows explosion. Yeah, so you kind of also decide what's my emotional memory like. Well, I remember the picture better, or maybe I remember better a situation like sentence, you know. So that kind of makes it harder, but at the same time, it gives you control of your learning. So, yeah, I do I do like this app.
1: Well, that was an... I mean, that was like one of the best recommendations. I mean, even I was uh, amazed, I mean, the way you told about this app. So yeah, I guess this should help our listeners to learn English in a better manner.
2: Yeah, and Quizlet is a little bit easier. I think they have the similar principle to Anki, but I think it's a paid app firstly. And secondly, I think the pictures, the, the picture selection is probably limited if I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm wrong. But Quizlet okay. is a very popular app as well, definitely. Wow, that,
1: that was a wonderful recommendation. So, uh, my last you. question. Uh, to...
2: sorry, sorry. Just answer one yeah. thing to add. I think it's important. Okay, okay. Um, if you do any reading, if you do any reading, select the materials that are interesting for you to start with. Of course, you should push yourself to expand into new topics, new spheres. But I think it's very important that you read what you like. You know, for example, recently my uh, student showed me a book about class classics, uh, classical stories in English. Okay. And he, he didn't look very enthusiastic about it. And I said, do you actually want to read this book? He went, no. Mm. And the chances are you're not going to be reading it. So choose things start with things that are interesting to you articles books mm. uh you know don't you know when when you're still learning the language when you're still sort of intermediate level or maybe upper intermediate mm. do what you like do what you enjoy start with that you know mm. then you can push yourself to do more things but oh. you know don't start with the most difficult the most boring thing mm. just because you think you have to do it you know Wow. sorry I, I, I had to make that point I think it's very very important no, no.
1: yes it was indeed very important because yeah I mean you cannot I mean if you pick up something boring and something that is tough you would immediately leave that and it's great that you pointed out to pick things that are you know that interests you the most so yeah oh, and, sorry uh, to interrupt you that's that's perfectly fine so um while i was going through your website i came across your courses on udemy and certain other courses that uh, you said that you've completed recently so would you like to tell us about that
2: sure thank you for asking yeah um i i have it on udemy and i also have it i partnered up with another wonderful teacher speak like david who has great courses as well on fluency on other things Um, for the moment, uh, I'm working on Up intermediate grammar. This course is intermediate grammar. Okay, the reason why I started with intermediate grammar is I realized it's where a lot of people get stuck. Where a lot of people don't fundamentally understand. And it's what stopped one of the big things that stops them to progress to the next level, to upper, intermediate, to advanced level. Okay. I felt that it wasn't explained properly in books, uh, or maybe teachers didn't explain it properly. Um, I started with the idea I don't want to keep explaining the same thing again and again in my lessons. So I created the course for my students as well. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, you know, why not give opportunity to people who have never? who who might not be able to afford private teachers who maybe don't have the time you know who are independent learners perhaps Mm. but to give them a chance to learn this grammar Mm. directly you know and and to learn it the way i would teach it in my you know private individual class sharing the screen diagrams examples explanations common mistakes all those things so um If 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 you know if people say is grammar important? Is it, it, yes, it is. I think you yeah. get to a stage when some advanced grammar it doesn't matter so much, but I think intermediate grammar is fundamental for yeah. communication, to make it clear what you're trying to say, yeah, to make uh your to get your points across and to be understood yeah. properly, it can be super important. Yeah. So the way I've designed it, I also uh, highlight when if you make mistake with articles here and there in communication, it's not the end of the world, but some Sometimes, sometimes it can cause confusion in some situations. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you say, did you see the film? you know, specific film. Um, it's a specific film, but did you see any interesting film or a film recently? It's any kind of film, you know? Yeah. So it, it, it just helps to clarify uh, what you're trying to say. So, yeah, I think if, if someone feels interested in that, by all means, I, I can give the link to both sides with David and uh, with the Udemy. Uh, You get on your demo, you definitely get 30 days uh, cashback guarantee. And I think David also provides uh, cashback guarantee, you know, money back guarantee. If you're not satisfied, if you don't feel you like this course, no problem uh, as well. So, yeah, if anyone's interested in improving and making sure their grammar, their fundamental intermediate grammar is, you know, all the needs are covered. Please uh, come (laughs) and subscribe yes Sorry.
1: yes uh, i'll i'll definitely put up the links to your courses and um, thank you you know like the course that you mentioned it sounds like a i like a really comprehensive one and
2: I covered fundamentals really everything everything yeah. possible yeah and I still I'm still I still have sections I want to add it is complete but I still have in my mind some things I want to add and explain a little bit more maybe okay. maybe more examples so it will be evolving as well I will be adding things to it. For sure. Yeah. And you've wow. got, you got the, all my explanations, you have PDFs, you can download them for your uh, use and save them, you know, keep them as well. So yeah. I think that's helpful for sure. And I have been using this course with my actual students trying to say, do you understand? Yeah. Is it clear? Is everything okay? And I said, yeah, it's been very useful, very helpful, very good, very clear. So, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I think it's one thing for me to think I explained well, yeah. it's quite another thing to say that my students understood grammar thanks okay. to this course so yeah
1: yeah so uh i remember i myself gone through the course the overview on udemy and i could see some really good reviews as well so i guess this course is really going to help our listeners and i hope so i hope so that's yeah. that's
2: the uh, spread the knowledge <laughs> that's <Yeah>. the goal
1: <laughs> yeah and it's, it's it's interesting that you mentioned speak like david um, I remember Eva True has collaborated with him for some content cre- crea- creation, like mm. a year back or something. So it's good that you mentioned him and then we'll also- He's a very good
2: coach. He's yeah. great. He's really great. You know, and the fact that he's so valuable, he looked at my course, he said, it's really good. Yeah. Rather than creating a course myself, I prefer that you come and, uh, you know, collaborate with yeah. me. That was like, wow. So, you know, I did something. Once again, you know, I, I always try. I'm very a self-conscious uh, person. I'm very self-critical. So I always look for other people's feedback, you know, yeah. um, especially you know, another professional teacher or yeah. students, you know, I think very important too. so. I mean, I'm 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 happy with the content. I know I did the right thing there. So yeah, (laughs) no doubts about that now. Now I'm confident.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you should be definitely.
2: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So thank you so much, Maria. It was a really, really interesting conversation. And I got my
2: pleasure.
1: I got to learn a few things from you. And I hope it really helps our listeners as well. So thank you so much for joining us. Fantastic. Thanks
2: for inviting me and having me and talking to me.
1: Thanks again.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. I had an amazing time recording it and I hope you all enjoyed it too. If you wish to learn the English language more professionally, then please head over to the comprehensive courses created by Maria. I have shared the link to the courses in the description of this episode. Do check them out. You can follow Maria on Instagram as British English with Maria. It would make us happy if you follow Paper True as well. We post lots of cool stuff about English language writing on our social media accounts and our resource center. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, The Paper True Studio, to be notified of the new episodes share it with your friends or anyone who would be interested to listen to it. You can also watch this episode on our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. If you have any particular topics you think we should be talking about or you know anyone who might be interested in being featured on our podcast, write to us on the, the ratepapertrue.com. We have more exciting episodes lined up for you. Until then... This is me, your host Tanvi, signing off. Thank you and have a wonderful time.